Hey, it's Russ, and today in this episode of Women's Retirement Radio, I want to talk about the power of replacing the word or with the word and in your personal finance vocabulary. So often uh, I am approached by clients or by friends or family, uh, by people that find me on social media or via my website, and they ask me things like, should I do this or that? Should I invest money or pay off debt? Should I save for my children's education or my own retirement? Should I invest more in ABC or XYZ? And while everyone's situation is different, and my my advice would ultimately be different depending on the situation, what I often encourage people to do and what I would encourage you to think about is instead of thinking of it in terms of A or B or D or E, why not think of it in, instead uh, in the terms of and, um, A and B, um, paying off debt and investing, saving for your kids' education and for your own retirement, um, investing in mutual fund A and mutual fund B. Uh, very rarely in your financial planning or in our collective personal financial management are things mutually exclusive. And while I think a lot of us have been conditioned to think about things in isolation or think of things uh, in, as one or the other, um, I think really that's just our mind trying to simplify more complex decisions. We're trying to make things more black or white in our own minds so we can maybe better come to grips with reaching a decision. Uh, I think that's just a, a natural tendency that we all share, uh, and, and I'm raising my hand uh, as I say we, uh, that we all share to just try to make our uh, decision-making a little, a little less complicated and a little easier. So, uh, for example, let's say that you got a raise at work and you now have $500 extra take-home pay every month. Well, maybe you've always dreamed about paying off your mortgage or other debt, maybe credit card debt or a car loan. Maybe you've always thought about the first thing you would do is use any extra income to pay off that debt. And, and that might be the absolute best thing to do. But maybe there's also part of you that's wondering, well, maybe I should also take that money and instead of paying off debt, uh, maybe I should invest that, uh, add it to my 401k or um, set up a, a monthly automated contribution into a, uh, a Vanguard account, for example, or something, something like that. Um, and that, again, might make sense as well. But again, I, I would encourage you, instead of thinking about um, one versus the other, uh, why not instead think about taking $250 of that, of that extra $500 a month? Instead of, instead of making a decision with all 500, maybe take 250 of it and set it up to automatically go against uh, reducing principal on your mortgage or other debt every month and take the other 250 um, and uh, use it to either increase your 401k contributions at work or set up uh, an automated savings program to build up uh, you know, cash reserves or uh, maybe set it up where it's a, automated into a longer term investment uh, program um, into like a retirement portfolio or 
uh, a Roth IRA or whatever the case may be. Uh, again, your specific situation will dictate what makes the most sense there. Um, similarly, uh, I'm often asked the question, well, should I invest for myself in my own retirement, um, even though uh, college costs or other education costs that are looming out on the horizon for my children or, or maybe even for my grandchildren is a real concern and it's maybe a, a really high priority in my mind. And, and again, uh, these decisions don't need to be mutually exclusive. Uh, I always caution people that the best way to care for others is to first care for yourself. I've often used the analogy of uh, putting the oxygen mask on yourself uh, before helping others. And I think the same thing applies here. Uh, so I almost always encourage people to prioritize their own financial well-being and preparing for their own financial future uh, prior to worrying about others. And, and yes, that can go against every fiber of your being if you're talking about your children, um, but consider the potential consequences. Um, let's say that you prioritize saving for your kids' education and are able to um, help put them to school. Uh, maybe you can cover half or even more of the cost, uh, but maybe in doing so, you put your retirement or future in, in jeopardy or just put on a little less solid foundation. Well, what does that mean? Well, very likely your children, the very ones that you want to protect and provide a good future for, the ones that you do not want to be a burden on might very well have to help support you in the future if you haven't done a good enough job taking care of yourself. And so um, not to get off on a tangent, but I, again, I just want to reinforce this idea of um, thinking a little bit differently, just bring a different perspective to those decisions and consider how you might be able to do um, both instead of one or the other. So uh, maybe you put 60% uh, of additional savings or additional uh, monthly cash flow towards your own retirement and put the uh, remaining 40% towards your kid's education or whatever works for your specific situation. Um, the bottom line is um, rather than reduce things to either or, I would instead encourage you to think of what can I do um, in combination or um, what, what can I, how can I do this and do the other thing or um, how can I do two or three or more things at once. It doesn't have to be uh, as simplified as doing, um, you know, just looking at doing one or the other or doing two things simultaneously. Um, similar to investing. Um, I've had multiple conversations over my career where people have gotten a bonus at work or gotten a raise and um, they immediately seem to gravitate towards the idea of, you know, where should I invest this money? Uh, what, what is the best investment, the best fund, um, the best strategy for these funds? And my reply is the, the best strategy is um, first and foremost, the one that is, um, dictated by your financial plan, the one that takes into account your assets, liabilities, income, other financial resources, your values, your goals, your priorities, um, and that is based on your financial plan to the extent that you're not taking any unnecessary risks, uh, be that investment or otherwise. So the portfolio that flows out of your financial plan 
is and always will be the best investment portfolio uh, or the invest, best investment option for you. Um, but short of that, let's say you don't have a financial plan in place or you haven't gone down that path yet. Um, again, rather than looking for um, a single investment, um, why not consider two or three or more? Um, and, and you could classify this under the idea of diversification, uh, of spreading out your risks, of giving your dollars more opportunities to grow and compound for you over long periods of time. I'm not making a specific um, investment recommendation here, nor, nor should I. Uh, I don't know you or your situation, but um, uh, in a similar vein to investing or paying off debt or saving for retirement versus saving for college, um, rather than taking any bonus or extra cash flow and essentially just trying to speculate and pick an investment that, and, and when I say an investment, most people are, seem to generally think, be thinking about like a single stock, like a single company. Um, and I think the much better approach is to diversify, um, own diversified stocks, as well as diversified bonds, um, own stocks both domestically and internationally. Um, again, this is a foundational belief of my portfolio management theory. It's how I invest my own money. It's how I recommend my clients invest their money. Um, and, and again, I'm not talking specific investments. I'm just talking in broad generalities here. But um, if you're investing for long-term compounding and growth of wealth, uh, a diversified, balanced approach um, is virtually always going to be the better option than what really amounts to speculating on uh, a single company um, and hoping that you um, select the right company at the right time and that it works out for you. So I could go on. Uh, there are um, probably endless other examples I could give about how I am often approached with you know, these either or questions. And the idea that I'd like for you to walk away from this episode with and it's the same idea that I often communicate to people that approach me with these types of questions is rather than thinking in terms of either or, what if you were able to do um, both things together? What if you're able to do two or more things at the same time? Um, and I, I kind of call that my least wrong approach. Um, who knows what the future holds? It might down the road turn out that you would have been better off had you chosen chosen A or had you chosen B, but by kind of hedging your bets and doing both at the same time, you're increasing the chances of you um, being completely wrong. Um, so again, that's why I kind of call it the least wrong approach. Um, and it's just another way to diversify and um, insulate yourself from um, decision-specific risks, whether that's around investing or paying off debt or um, where interest rates go in the future or other things of that nature. So again, um, rather than thinking um, this or that, maybe uh, instead think about this and that um, and how you might be able to apply that to your personal finances, your financial planning, and your uh, decision-making around money. I hope that's helpful. Uh, until next time, this is Russ Thornton, and this has been uh, Women's Retirement Radio. Hey, before you go, it's Russ again with some important disclosure information for you. You should consult a financial advisor familiar with the specific circumstances of your unique financial situation before making any financial decisions. 
Nothing in this broadcast constitutes a solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities. Any mentioned rates of return are historical or hypothetical in nature and are not a guarantee of future returns. I'm a financial advisor, a certified divorce financial analyst, and an investment advisor representative of Wealthcare Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor based in Richmond, Virginia. The views discussed in this podcast are my own and may not be consistent with or re- represent those of Wealthcare Capital Management.